Let me just finish this and I'm going to be out in no time. Do you believe that I'll be out? She's like, yes, I believe you're back. I'm like, okay, so we can do this. Can we do this? Yes, we can. we'll do it together. And it was so different than me being like, Annabelle, I said I needed five minutes. And so I was impressed that I responded that way because I wouldn't say that that would be the normal way that I would respond. But I do credit the transforming work of the Spirit of God as I am seeking to put feet on the Beatitudes and the fruit of the Spirit in my own life. Welcome to the special Friday edition of Jesus is Real Radio, featuring Pastor Daniel Fusco. Each week, we share a conversation between Daniel and a special guest. And isn't it frustrating when you react to a family member, especially a child, in a way you know isn't how Jesus would react? Yeah, it's so good to see God changing you into who he wants you to be. That's what Pastor Daniel and his guest, Jason Ritchie, will be talking about during their exchange today. Now, here's Pastor Daniel and Jason Ritchie with the Friday edition of Jesus is Real Radio. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to this edition of the Crazy Happy Podcast with me, your host, Daniel Fusco, where we explore what does it look like for us to be happy in all the ways that God wants us to be as we move through a world that is full of conflict and issues and messiness. People ask me all the time, I say, Fusco, doesn't God want me to be happy? And I always say the same thing. I always say, yes, he wants you to be happy. But where we're going to look for happiness is almost never where Jesus tells us that we're going to find it. So we're excited to be able to be together today. First, let me thank you for being a part of this community. Thank you for writing reviews, for posting up about it, about social media. Thank you so much for finding me on social media and telling me stories about your life. I know so many of you are excited about the book, Crazy Happy. Nine Surprising Ways to Live the Truly Beautiful Life. I was talking to someone recently and they said, I got the audiobook and I couldn't believe that you were reading the audiobook. It was like hanging out on the podcast with you. All that stuff makes me super excited. Now, today I'm excited because I get to welcome one of my best friends in the whole world, a guy who I love, a guy who I just have such a good time with when we travel, when we play music together, when we work together. His name is Jason Ritchie. Jason, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's great to be here today. Jason, what is new in your world? Well, the newest thing in our world, okay, is our grandbaby. So that's all new for us. First grandbaby ever for us. So my wife and I are enjoying and navigating. And actually, they've been over at our house staying for the past couple nights. So super huge blessing. And we've had friends in from California. So huge full house. So it's been fun. Everyone wants to know then. So you have a grandbaby. What's your grandpa name? (laughs) Uh, It's J-Paw. Oh, I love it. the name. My son came up with that. We'll see what sticks, right? Because everybody comes up with their grandma, grandpa name. And then it just depends on what little Ellis Wren says. That's W-R-E-N. Ellis Wren. She's so precious. She's perfect and little. Well, so for those of you who are listening out there, I have seen pictures of little Alice Red, and she is absolutely 
adorable. Now, Jason, tell me this. So you're a first time grandpa and you've raised three boys. Talk a little bit how being a grandpa is different from being a dad. Okay, great question. For us, it's just all fun, no pain, at least right now. (laughs) (laughs) So not that I'm saying the boys are a huge pain, but you know, I mean, three boys, it's got its challenges. So, but yeah, it's just all good. It's all, it's just all love and fun and trying to get smiles. That's great. And then hand her off to the parents and they deal with the crying and feeding. And yeah, it's fantastic. So my dad always likes to say that uh, grandkids are the gift you get for not killing your kids when they're growing up. (laughs) So Jason, you know my dad, so you can totally imagine Tom Fusco saying that, right? I can completely. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, it's true. He says it it and he says it confidently. I know that about your dad. So, and he's, and he's right. (laughs) So let's get into this. Let's learn about this stuff. I am very curious to see when we're talking about crazy happy, the name of the podcast, of course, and also your book, which I heard recently has past the sales of, of your other books you've written, which is exciting. Congratulations. Um, yeah. And I can't help but think book came out during a tough time for everyone. Wasn't the plan, obviously, when the book was written, but um, the timing was perfect. And it's still perfect. If people haven't read it, it's just an amazing book. Not only that, if you have read it, reread it because if six months have gone by, reread it. So many good things in there. But what I'm wondering is for you, what has struck you more recently looking back on what we've gone through since March 2020 till now? In that book, Crazy Happy, we're looking at the Beatitudes, we're looking at the fruit of the Spirit. What has struck you in this season where you're like, oh my gosh, I've never had to live this out in this way. And this crazy, happy life is front and center because of what we've gone through. Yeah, it's a great question. And I think for me, the Beatitudes and the Fruit of the Spirit, which is the nine, there's nine Beatitudes, there's nine Fruit of the Spirit. We put them together in the book. The whole idea is that I call it crazy, happy because God's plan for our happiness is in unexpected places, surprising places. And one of the points that I try and make all through the book is that happiness is not really found in happenings. We have a tendency to think happiness is going to happen when all the right things happen. And really for pretty much everybody the last couple of years, all the happenings have been wrong. People had cruises, they had trips set up and all these things were going to go on and everything got kind of jacked up. And so what I have found really powerful is that I got the pleasure of writing Crazy Happy. And Jason, you were a huge part of helping in the editing process and helping me with the material. And so I'm so super grateful for you and your involvement in that, along with Lindsay, who is the co-writer. But I've really had to live out some of these things in ways that I never had before because I never lived in a pandemic and I never lived in a time where I had to wear a mask or I wasn't allowed to go to church on Sunday. We couldn't have in-person gatherings. And so I really had to tap into, okay, so I wrote the book, Crazy Happy. Can I find happiness in the midst of all that's happening. And to be honest with you, it has been a challenge at times, but I have the beatitudes and the fruit of the spirit in my head and my heart in such a way that I constantly am finding 
an invitation into what God has. A big takeaway for me was because I had finished the book, I've been asking God to focus in on one fruit of the spirit per month. Once we got into the pandemic, like, hey, I want to focus in on one fruit of the spirit. And so I've been really asking God to work them into my life in really powerful and personal ways. And so last month, I was really focusing in on this idea of long suffering or patience. God gave me infinite numbers of opportunities to have to function or seek him to grow patience. Now I'm working on gentleness. I was recently teaching in the book of James where it says how the wisdom from above is gentle and it's willing to yield. And I was like, ah, so that's been an area now in my journey that I've really been seeking. Lord, what does it look like for me to allow you over a longer period of time to work gentleness into my life? What does that look like? (laughs) Ah, It's a great question. So let me give you an example. So earlier today, I was hanging out with my seven-year-old Annabelle, who I love so much. And Annabelle is a contemporary woman. She knows what she wants. She's not afraid to tell you what she wants. If you don't like what she does, she's not afraid to tell you that she didn't like what you did. She's a spirited, bold young lady. She's a cute version of me. I was in the middle of doing something and she really wanted me to hang out with her right then. She came in. I said, Annabelle, I just need you to give me about five minutes. In five minutes, I'm all yours. And in about 14 seconds, she came back in and she was just unhappy that I was not with her. And she gave me, she kind of told me off a little bit. She's the cutest little girl with the biggest mouth. And I just love her so much. And she just kind of gave me like a, and, and right then, given the way that I was raised and the way that I am in the world, I have no problem kind of mixing it up. But I felt like the Lord was like, Daniel, just be gentle with her. So I got on up and I gave her a big hug and I said, sweetheart, I love you so much. And I cannot wait to hang out with you. 17 seconds ago, I told you I needed five minutes. So I'm going to have you go in the other room. Let me just finish this. And I'm going to be out in no time. Do you believe that I'll be out? She's like, yes, I believe you'll be out. I'm like, okay, so we can do this. Can we do this? Yes, we can. we'll do it together. And it was so different than me being like, Annabelle, I said I needed five minutes. And so I was impressed that I responded that way because I wouldn't say that that would be the normal way that I would respond. But I do credit the transforming work of the Spirit of God as I am seeking to put feet on the Beatitudes and the fruit of the Spirit in my own life. That is so good. And I think one thing you brought up earlier that I think probably all of us are hearing real clearly is the practice of this stuff is different than reading the book, talking about it, even being in a life of faith and spiritual awareness. Talk a little bit about that idea that you brought up of, I'm going to do one of these a month. Maybe you're going to reread, I'm guessing. Am I right? You're going to reread that chapter and then you're going to kind of focus on that and maybe even look some other stuff up to get deeper into it and stuff and go, how am I going to, how is this going to look in my life, this fruit of the spirit and maybe the beatitude that's accompanying it. So you're talking about a practice, an actual working out of it. Can you talk about how we do that? Because that's something I think we all struggle with is the application of it versus the reading or the listening at church or even knowing in our heart. Yeah. So, I mean, I always think what the Apostle Paul said in his letter to the Philippians, that we should work out our faith with fear and trembling for it is God who works in you to will and to do Mm. for his good pleasure. And so it's a kind of a fascinating 
juxtaposition. He's saying, work it out, but you're working out what God has already worked in. And so mm-hmm. I think what Paul is saying is that for a person who's put their faith and trust in Jesus, the spirit of God dwells within your heart. And so God has already placed in us the ability to will, to desire, and to do the things that give God pleasure. So our job is to kind of work it out in real time. And so I'm always trying to find ways to make these things actionable, to work them out. And so sometimes it's as simple, like with the fruit of the spirit, like, yeah, I could do a lot further studying on the words in the Greek and word searches, but really like when it comes down to it, like, I don't really need to know a lot more about gentleness I just need to like, how can I be gentle? So same thing like with kindness. You don't really need to look up all the places kindness is found in the Bible. It's like, well, am I being kind? And so I think what happens a lot of times for the children of God, for people who are walking with Jesus, is we know these concepts, but we're really not thinking like, what does this look like at street level with feet on? I always say we want to put feet on our faith. We want to be the fragrance of Christ. And so kindness does matter. Gentleness does matter. Patience does matter. That idea of when the fruit of the Spirit is peace. And in the book, I talk about how there's peace with God, which is that upward peace, that peace in the relationship with God, which gives us now the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. That's an inward peace. And then, of course, Jesus in the Beatitudes says, blessed are the peacemakers, which is now a proactive outward peace. And so for me, that's really concrete. And so the question is, do I believe in Jesus? Yes, then me and God are not enemies anymore. We were enemies. I was at enmity with God until I put my faith and trust in Jesus. So I'm at peace with God. Now, if I don't find myself with an inward peace, then that's something I need to work on because the Apostle Paul told us that we should be anxious for nothing but everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. We should let our request be made known to God and then the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, Philippians 4. So if I'm not feeling that inward peace, then I'm like, okay, so am I praying? Am I walking in thanksgiving? When I find myself with these anxious thoughts, then am I not trusting? So that's like, I have to realize that that's, I have to be aware of what I'm experiencing and then kind of run the checklist. And then if I am at peace with God and I have the peace of God, then the normal natural blossoming or fruit or the outgrowth of peace with God and peace of God will be proactive peacemaking. So if I find myself in situations where now I am creating conflict which we've worked together. So you know that I could do that. (laughs) I could create chaos a little bit. I have to be like, okay, so hold on. Something's messed up here. So I need to stop and be like, okay, how does this look in real time? Sometimes it's after actioning an experience that I failed in it, which involves a repentance and it involves not only repentance to God, but also apologizing to people for the way that I've handled things. But that's part of it. And then as we move into the day, being like, hey, I want to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. I have a responsibility, like I need to say with the knobs on my side of the wall, to work out what God has already placed within me. And I think that that's really where the rubber meets the road. And that's one of the things, reasons why I wanted to write the books. One of the reasons I love doing the podcast, because how can we work this stuff out? So you mentioned peace, and when you said that, it reminded me of something that we've all been talking about a lot, and I think peace is a part of it, which is we're learning through this last year and a half that there's so much anger and aggression, and it could be pressure or stress or feeling of powerlessness or whatever it is that causes this. But at the end of the day, the cause isn't really what 
matters as much as how we deal with it and how we process it. How does the crazy happy message, that journey in the Beatitudes and the fruit of the Spirit, how does that kind of connect with this problem so many of us have, which is that bubbling, simmering kind of anger that people seem to be having all over the nation and even inside the church? Yeah, I think that the message of Jesus in the Beatitudes and the Apostle Paul in the fruit of the Spirit given to us by the Holy Spirit in the Scriptures, we have to remember that Jesus said, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. To me, that's a guiding principle. We shouldn't be shocked that in the world in which we live, that there are issues, be it pandemics or mandates or natural disasters or people doing things that are horrific. Jesus told us, even the Apostle Paul told Timothy, yea, all who desire to live life godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And you're like, gosh. And then Jesus says like, you know, oh, oh, how happy are you when you're persecuted for righteousness sake? Now, I make the point in the book that every time someone comes against a Christian doesn't always mean that we're being persecuted for righteousness sake. Sometimes we're just being a jerk. And so we're being dumb. And and so people get upset with that and as they should. So like, I think the reality becomes for all of us that there is, the world is full of issues and Jesus has overcome. Now Jesus overcoming the trials of the world does not mean that our lives will be devoid of trials. What it means is that in the midst of the trials, we believe that God is doing a work of transformation within us. And so I write all the books that I get to write. I write it for myself. Like, I can't believe no one wrote this book before. And I want the manual on how to do this stuff. So I'm like, well, I'll write it because I'll search the scriptures and I'll try and dissect what's going on in my own world and the world of the people around me and the church family and the community in which I live in the Pacific Northwest. So, but in a lot of ways, I'm constantly reminded that happiness is not actually found when everything is working perfectly. And we have so many cultures cultural examples of that where you have people who have been super successful and they're completely unhappy. People are at the top of their fields and they're complaining about it. And everyone's like, yeah, it must be so hard to be like a multi-billionaire. Or people who this couple's been married forever and they're having this amazing impact and then their marriage falls apart. You're like, all that shimmers isn't gold, as those great English theologians Led Zeppelin told us in Stairway to Heaven. And it's like, so I think the crazy happy framework, we shouldn't be surprised that people are There's a simmering, there's a boiling over because we've been under so much stress and so much tribulation and so much pressure with the pandemic and then all the things that have gone on. There's been social unrest and there's political unrest and there's just an upheaval happening. But Jesus is saying in the midst of the upheaval that's happening, there is a joy that you can tap into that when you're living not just for the ease of the day, but for the kingdom of God, there is an opportunity to find happiness in the midst of the conflict. I'm learning it in real time in my own life, and I'm walking with people who are learning it for themselves as well, which is really beautiful. Yeah, that's really good. In the midst of the conflict, in the middle of the conflict, and I think a lot of us are figuring out that maybe the conflict is going to be tougher than we thought. It's going to last longer than we thought, and it's going to push back at us harder than we thought, and it's going to affect more relationships than we thought. And so just being reminded of that is so huge. And thinking about 
this book, I want to make sure we mention again that if you haven't read it, if you don't have it, you really ought to go out and get crazy happy. Anywhere you get books, any bookseller online, or if you want to order it physically, locally at a bookstore, that's wonderful too to support them. This is something that is so fundamental, so foundational, but yet something that's so not understood really well to the depth of what you get at in this book. And I just love that about the book. So an encouragement to everybody, you really ought to grab that, or if you have it, reread it. Now, looking back, you're talking about the pandemic and all the different pieces that are kind of have spilled out of that. What are some of the things you have learned, things that maybe surprised you that changed how you view the world or how you work with people or help people or any of that? What have you learned in this last year and a half? The lessons for me have been innumerable, really, because when it all began very quickly, and Jason, we were talking about this, that like, there's no going back. There's only going forward. And I want to grow through this. So I think one of the big lessons for me has been, I've really been learning a lot about surrendering. The idea of trusting God. One of the things that God spoke to me pretty early on in all of it was, I can trust him no matter what the outcome is. And what I've realized in this time of this pandemic and all these things, I realized how little I trust God. It was very much like, we just need to get past this and move back to the way things used to be. And I think what happens is, is when we don't surrender to what God is doing, then we end up missing what God is wanting to teach us. And so I've caught myself really struggling to surrender to what is as opposed to what I want it to be or what I think it should be. And because of that, I feel like God has really been saying, Daniel, do you trust me? Within Crazy Happy, one of the themes of all nine surprising ways to live the truly beautiful life is if we really trust the Lord, this is what it actually looks like. And so that idea of surrendering and not only just surrendering to what's happening, but also abandoning all outcomes, being completely comfortable with no matter how this works out, God is still good. Jesus is still real. God is still working things out. And even if my least preferred outcome happens, that I can still have a happiness in Christ, a joy that no one can touch it. And that practically being lived out has been really kind of a unique gift to me personally. Well, now what about you, Jason? I mean, you've been going through this too. So what has been one of the lessons that you have learned in the midst of all of this? Oh, it's a great question. I think for me, you're kind of right on with what I've been experiencing, which is God's been asking all of us to trust him more, to um, to be aware of him more and him moving in our lives instead of us being able to orchestrate everything and be really comfortable with everything. Jesus is And whether it's dealing with frustrations from dealing with family members or changes in your lifestyle being imposed from someone else, life is full of challenges. The question that's always in front of you is, how will you react? Will you do what comes naturally, which is usually not the right thing, or will you respond like Jesus would? 
That's one of the underlying themes that Pastor Daniel and Jason Ritchie touched on today. While our time with you on Jesus is Real Radio may be coming to an end, you don't have to stop learning from God. Visit JesusIsRealRadio.com to dive into Pastor Daniel's teachings from the Bible. And be sure to tune in Monday through Thursday for our weekday edition of Jesus is Real. We'd love to meet you too. Find out more about how you can join us at Crossroads Community Church when you visit JesusIsRealRadio.com. And in the next installment of Pastor Daniel's interview with Jason Ritchie, they'll continue talking about the Beatitudes and the fruit of the Holy Spirit, how those two themes should be integral in the life of the Christian. They'll speak about the challenges of letting God work His character, talked about in the Beatitudes and the passage about the fruit of the Spirit, how these bring goodness to your life and how you can get out of your own way so God can change you. Well, that's all we have time for on this special Friday edition of Jesus Is Real Radio. For more information, visit JesusIsRealRadio.com. Today's broadcast was produced from the Crazy Happy Podcast with Pastor Daniel Fusco. Be sure to subscribe to the Crazy Happy Podcast today. Be sure to join us again for another edition of Jesus Is Real Radio.